0: Thanks for tuning in to Witch Wednesdays with Steph for a chat about a new witchcraft topic every Wednesday morning. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. I'm Steph and you are listening to episode 92, Unpopular Witch Opinions. (laughs) So this is something that... um, There are a few videos on YouTube about it. Other podcasters have talked about it. And it's just a fun way to talk about um, some opinions that are popular within the witchcraft um, community that I just don't necessarily agree with. And this could be opinions or it could be things, anything that's just really popular and widely accepted. And I'm kind of just like, "Mm, nope, not really my thing. And I have a special guest with me today, which is somebody who everyone loves. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves. It's Tara.
1: <laughs> it's like Tara really doesn't really need an introduction. Don't interrupt.
0: Don't interrupt. <laughs> yeah, Tara doesn't really need an introduction. You guys all know who Tara is and you love when Tara is a guest. So
1: yay. I love being a guest.
0: Here she is. Yes. And uh, like we said in the last one that she was on The Water Element, she is going to be on a few more this year and they're just a surprise which ones it will be. And this one was a surprise because we weren't sure that we were going to be able to we in literally the set this up before guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we are going to chat about some of our unpopular witchy opinions because we have a lot of them. So many guys.
1: Steph was impressed by how many I came up with and I was like, I have more.
0: But <laughs> Yeah, but we're going to limit
1: it. So maybe they'll have to be a
0: part two. Yeah. We have <laughs> a lot to say on this topic. And I think- yes. If you've been a listener for a while, as long as this is not your, you know, very first episode that you're listening to, you probably know already that we have very yeah. strong opinions uh, and we Opinion? often disagree. So yes. just, you know, based on how different both of our practices are, uh, we often disagree on our opinions. of
1: Almost polar opposites in almost everything. <laughs> yeah, so
0: it will be really interesting to see what's on Tara's. Tara has my list but i do not have hers so oh, mine's a secret guys yeah hers is a secret so i have no idea what she was about to say so since she actually has more on her list i'm going to let her start and tell you her first
1: unpopular opinion so a lot of these uh go back to when i first got started so some of them are no longer as popular an opinion but oh my gosh let's start with magic with a k is not better or worse or any really different than magic with a c (laughs) that is unpopular (laughs) oh my gosh this drove me nuts there were like fights like not physical but i remember going into a witch store and like two ladies i thought they were going to hit each other with books because one had magic spelled with a c and one had magic spelled with a k and i'm like if the information's good what does it matter Yeah. People do have a really strong, I don't
0: have a strong opinion about that. I do think lots of people have really strong opinions
1: about it. And I'm like, I don't think it matters.
0: Yeah. I do think like nowadays they're using magic with a K to go to like ceremony, like Aleister Crowley, like magic Mm -hmm. with the Mm -hmm. K at the end, but it didn't used to be that way. And they used to be more, you know, interchangeable and people were like, so mad about that. Like, well, it's you don't have the k at the end you're not talking about witchcraft what
1: What? exactly like i've seen some people get so riled up about this and honestly i understood when like harry popular first got harry potter harry popular (laughs) first got popular like people were like it's magic and there was all this cries of witchcraft yes i'm this old um and like Parents wouldn't let their kids read it. And there's all this. And then there was like this backlash to that like, well, it's magic with a C, not K. So it's fine because it's not real magic. Oh, my God. Uh, there was a school board debate on this in my uh, middle school. Yes, that's how old I am. But like on whether or not to put them in the library, because the first one had just come out and was getting really popular. And the parents protested they didn't want it to be in the school library. Because it random. was just
0: funny because it was in my school library and I went to Catholic school and you did not.
1: So uh, I it. would like to say I, after comparing schools, I'm sure my public school in Iowa was way more conservative than your Catholic school in Chicago. Yeah, I really agree with that assessment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I, I love Iowa. I don't love all Iowans like that's stupid sorry this. But yeah, so this just kind of highlighted for me at least starting really young when I first got started that people had really strong opinions about this and unpopular opinions it don't matter don't matter at all
0: <laughs> yeah
1: I agree with that that I don't think that
0: it matters I don't care how
1: People spell it. The information and is good. I think it's valid to read whatever, but yeah, some people have very strong opinions on this and unpopular. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I don't, I agree with that one. <laughs> well, that's the, the first, one on
0: <laughs> first one that I have on my list is something that is highly debated because of witch talk, which if you are older and you don't have TikTok, that's what, it's like a witchy version it's on tiktok like the platform that's an app and it's where people share witchy stuff so they call it witch talk and because of this witchcraft has become hugely trendy and the popular opinion among older like more experienced witches is that they hate that witchcraft is trendy so my unpopular opinion is I don't think it's that bad for witchcraft to be trendy. And I think that if witchcraft wasn't trendy, we would not have the audience on this podcast that we do. So I personally think that it's okay for witchcraft to be trendy. And if you have been a practitioner for a while, you know that witchcraft comes and goes as a trend.
1: Oh, for sure. So,
0: you know, it's trendy now, but it was also trendy in the nineties. It oh, goes yeah. through, you know, surges of like anything else, just like fashion that goes, you know, up and down, up and down of things being trendy and witchcraft is one of those things. So it's on a rise and trend right now, but it could go back down again. And if you are a long-term practitioner and serious about it, you will see that come and go. So it's just another ebb and flow. And I think that it's okay, as long as um, people are being respectful to the new witches who are joining the community, because we were all new at one point or another, um, and I think that it's a good way to get more witches in the community and open it up to a new group of people. Get new ideas circulating in the community, and the if when it's trendy, then other things pop up, like more stores pop up and more books come out, and that benefits me directly. Yes, <laughs> I, just, I enjoy that. You know, there's more content in and stores out for me personally so I really enjoy that uh I understand why some witches will say that oh because it's it's trendy they aren't serious about their craft but
1: you don't know that (laughs) well okay a couple things about this uh okay I am not a hip witch everyone knows technology and me are friends but we're not bffs I did not know anything about witch talk uh (laughs) but I completely agree that I love when witchcraft is um, trendy. I get the best books that come out because otherwise it's such a struggle to find good information. And definitely the internet age has helped with that a lot, but I love me a good book. Like I buy physical witchcraft books because I like the feel of them. I like to take notes in them. I definitely have a lot on my phone, um, Kindle versions, iBook versions, of these kind of things, of ones that I want to reference a lot, but I have so many physical books and they're hard to get when witchcraft is not trendy. Like late nineties, early two thousands, oh my gosh, it was like an explosion of books. And then it just kind of faded away, like you could get reprints, but it was so hard to find new books. And then in the last like five to seven years, books again, guys, it's great. <laughs> I can get them at Barnes and freaking Noble.
0: Yeah, it like, makes it's it so much more accessible. And yeah, I mean, not just books, but like you can get crystals anywhere now. Yes, you can get and crystals at Kohl's,
1: guys. Like, get your socks and your crystals here.
0: There's a there was a massive incense section at Five Below. That I just saw,
1: <laughs> and yeah. witchcraft
0: books. I sent them to Tara. Uh, yes, it was so cool. I was like, get them all. <laughs> yeah, that were out for Halloween, and they have them at Spirit Halloween too. Witchcraft books.
1: Um, and well, like, ones.
0: yeah, witchy like, decor uh, and tarot cards at Spirit Halloween, which just makes mm-hmm. it more accessible for more people. So I don't know. I'm I'm on board. I'm okay that craft is trendy, and you know it'll dip down and come back up again. And if you are going to be a lifelong, you know, practitioner and this is serious for you, then it just you'll see it happen again. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, well, you're probably um, used to it. I was gonna say, like, one of the reasons that I love the hardback books is when the they're hard to get after it kind of dips in popularity. It's kind of nice to just go back to my physical copies. Um, I don't know if I ever showed everyone, but like my Buckland's uh, complete book of witchcraft, it's so beat up guys. Like it's, <laughs> it looks like it's seen better days, but I also got it in like the nineties. So <laughs> it's, it's been through some things, but like I still go back and reference it. I like to reread it every once in a while. It's just a really good book to have. And for a while, it was really hard to find even reprinted copies of it. They were selling used copies for kind of a lot of money. So now that they're reprinting and stuff, I might get a new copy that it's not falling apart, but I'm not going to get rid of my old copy. But yeah, I just love that it's uh, rising in popularity and there's stuff everywhere. And this leads me (laughs) to. Yeah, I was gonna say, this leads me to another unpopular opinion. I like the term baby witch. I know a lot of people don't, but I remember being called a baby witch when I was like just getting started. And honestly, I didn't find it demeaning because everyone that said it to me was then totally helpful without starting my that. <laughs> but I know that's not everyone's experience.
0: Yeah, a lot of people do not really like the term baby witch. I don't
1: know that I have an opinion on it either way. Uh, I've seen a lot of people get really mad thinking it's condescending and this mat. And, and I can see where that could be the case. But in my particular instance, everyone that ever used that to my face about my craft was completely helpful back in the beginning. So again, many years ago, but I don't find it an offensive term and I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. But again, unpopular opinion. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are very down on this. Yeah. They, yeah. I, I have definitely heard
0: that one, but they do not like the term
1: baby. Mm-hmm. Witch.
0: I, I really have no opinion on it whatsoever. And I think that's because I am not a baby witch and nobody is calling me a baby witch. So maybe if like somebody was saying that to my face, maybe I'd have like more of an opinion about it, but I've never. I been think, that right
1: <laughs> yeah. I think if it had started now, but I started so young that like. I was a baby, witch. Uh, looking back 12 is a baby. Like, yeah. (laughs) I mean, at the time I'm like, I'm not a baby, but I'm sorry. If you have to protest, you're not a baby. You're a baby. Mm, True. True. That's in my mind. That's like, I'm not a little kid. And then you stomp your foot and go to your room. Like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you grow out of that for sure. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That actually
0: goes with the next one on my list, which is an unpopular opinion, but I think that it's actually important to learn from older practitioners and offline. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people believe that they, the best way to learn is, or like only way to learn is through solitary practice or alternatively, a lot of people are only learning by like watching YouTube videos and witch talk and all those sort of more trendy things. But I think, first of all, that it's important to learn offline. You really need to do hands-on work. And I think that it's also important to learn from older practitioners. A lot of people are, you know, covens are hard to be a part of these days. Yes. It's hard to find one. It's hard to stick with one, especially in times of COVID. It's hard to get together with one. So I'm not talking necessarily about coven witchcraft, but you can get like a mentor that yes. can teach you and guide you. And I think that's important. A lot of people don't like the idea of having a mentor. And I agree that you should, you know, branch out. You shouldn't learn from only one person. Cause that's like learning from only one book or only one author yes. that, that you're not going to have well-rounded knowledge. You need to also learn from other people. But I think having an older experienced person to guide you that is, you know, specific to you and answering your specific questions can be incredibly helpful and by older i mean just have been doing it longer longer so you could be 40 years old and have just started witchcraft in the last year whereas then tara would be (laughs) younger than you but she's been doing it you know for more years so technically she's older practitioner but you get what i mean
1: i so i didn't know that i had an opinion on this but now i do um So when I was first getting started, my babysitter was actually Wiccan and her mom was Wiccan. Her whole family was Wiccan. Um, And honestly, just asking her questions about day-to-day life stuff, witchcraft came up because she was an active practitioner and like we got to go to her sister's hand fasting, um, things like that. And I've never been part of a coven that's never been an interest driving me. Um, but just learning from them, like how their traditions came to be and how they formed a coven and stuff like that was just, it was so, I don't even say interesting, but it was fundamental stuff that you couldn't get from books. Yeah, absolutely. And I've never considered them like her family or even her, like a mentor. She was only like 16, 17 at the time. Um, but, like, just talking to her was so helpful in me forming my own ideas and practice. And, obviously, it's changed over time. I'm not 12 anymore. But, um, like, it set the foundation for a lot of what I've gone on to do.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Which I think it's it's important. I know that it's easier to be solitary. Um, and, you know, starting out as a solitary practitioner is great but i think at some point it can be really helpful to reach out to somebody that you know i say sorry, in person on. <laughs> oh, well, we haven't oh, 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 here in a while <laughs>
1: yeah bobo oh there's the dog's all walking by he's got a guard us <laughs> um but yeah i think
0: it's it's important to reach out to somebody and you know nowadays that doesn't have to be in person you can reach out to somebody online and sort of work with them that way um but yeah i just think that's learning from somebody who's been doing this for a while there's just sort of things that we learn as we go that we just commonly accept and it just never makes it into books because it's not important enough to include in a book but it is really a part of our practice which it's one of those things that we sort of just all do it and
1: yeah I would definitely agree just the day to day stuff um and you don't have to practice every day but just talking to her about even lifestyle things was really interesting and informative and um, going to the hand fasting and meeting other people in her cousin that didn't do things exactly the same way. It, it was incredibly helpful um, first off, especially since again, small town Iowa, not a lot of <laughs> diversity going on over here, um, but it was just really, really nice and helpful. And you're right. There's just some things you can't write in a book I read a book recently and it was from the perspective of a minor character and honestly I've never read a book before where it talks so much about like he took seven steps to go to the bathroom he they had to change the toilet paper roll it's not things I normally write about but we all do it like yeah. but I think witchcraft's <laughs> a lot like that you lose some of the details or almost the mundane part Right. If you're only reading about it or only watching TikTok videos about it and things like that. Yep. Absolutely. Having said that, my next unpopular opinion is just because it's traditional doesn't mean it's right for you. (laughs) Uh, No, I am not surprised that that is your opinion. (laughs) Tara loves to buck the traditional. I do. I very much do. Um, happily single in my thirties. I uh, <laughs> have gone a non-traditional career path. I, <laughs> yeah, no. Yep, Tara has always y- you.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like if you just saw Tara in person, like bet- if if you saw us, like between her and I you would like look at Tara and be like, you are a witch <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> me. Because like, I'm like way more traditional straight lace. Like my hair is the normal color that it's supposed to be. Tara is a redhead, but she also was, like my diet crazy colors. Like point she'll point. she'll go and get like crazy highlights. Like we have that on our Instagram where it's like yellows and uh, red, like oranges. It was a
1: bonfire at dawn.
0: <laughs> yep. And she's done like, red and blue for fourth yeah. of July so yeah she'll go crazy with her hair she has her I nose here she has tattoos like yep um all of these wants to get
1: more tattoos a white tattoo oh <laughs> yeah no I want to get uh the phases of the moon along my uh, rib cage and breathe through the phases underneath the cursive in a silvery blue script
0: Yeah. See, and I'm like totally afraid of all of those things. Like I have no, I have my parents pierced my ears when I was a baby, but I never wear earrings. I am never wearing tattoos, like terrified of that. Like, so I am the one that looks like way more traditional Tara. You can just look at her and be like, yep. You buck all those traditions. (laughs) So I'm not surprised if that makes your list.
1: I was going to say, which is kind of funny because I grew up in a very traditional place, so I can do traditional. It's just not my default. I know exactly how to be traditional if I need to be. I just prefer not to. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. My father is constantly (laughs) confused by me. (laughs) Yep, very true. And also kind of with that is I get annoyed and I don't know if this is an opinion that a lot of people have. I didn't actually look it up, but it just annoyed me. So I wrote it on my list. I don't like when people try and one-up how ancient their traditions are.
0: Like, oh, yeah, really
1: oh so like, uh, I go back to the Salem witch trials. Well, I go back to the Norse uh, religion of yore. Well, I have ancient <laughs> Egypt, which goes back 3,000 years. I'm sorry. They're all valid traditions. Calm down. You yeah, don't like when people is- try and say that because it's more ancient, it's more valid. Yeah,
0: I, I- think hereditary witches do that and they're like well my great great grandmother was a witch like okay but you are the same age as me we've been practicing the same amount of time so you were not around you know 300 years ago so
1: I don't know what your point you're trying to make there and I think that's why people get mad about the baby witch comments um because it's almost like they're trying to make you seem less valid yeah which but, I like definitely it follows- not agree with yeah, I, I've i only seen it happen a, a handful of times. And usually it's an online because you're never going to say that to someone's face, right? Like your tradition is not valid. Well, mine is more valid or something. But it's yeah, usually online in comments on things. And I'm like, come on, guys, like be nice. And with that, another one is DNA does not determine your path in witchcraft. Like just because your ancestors are... Well, that one's on my so, list, yep. I, I get annoyed when people are like, well, my great, great grandmother talked to the Fae. And so I have a special relationship with them. I'm not saying you don't have a special relationship with the Fae, but it should be your relationship, not your great, great grandmothers. Yeah, that,
0: that is on my list. DNA does not determine your practice or religion unless in very small circumstances, like Native American, there's just a few that are closed religions that you are only in because of your DNA, but that oh. is like a very small subset. And I feel like if if you are in those closed religions, you know that you are. So you know that this when I say that this, you it know, does not mean you. Yeah. you know that we are not talking about you. We yeah. are talking about all of the other things where people are like. You can't be a Norse pagan or study Norse paganism because you don't have any Norse ancestry. Yes. In your that is 100%. Religion, what I'm going for. Which, like that one makes me insane because North, Norse paganism is not a closed religion. So that's just one example. But, you know, we talked about it in the Pagan Paths episode that if you want to, look up your DNA to try to determine which path, then like, that's perfectly valid. Like some people are like, I don't know what I connect with. So by like looking at your ancestor and like lineage, like maybe you find, you know, what you connect with, but if you don't, if you are, you know, solely Italian and you connect instead with Norse paganism, that's fine. Like you don't have to connect with your Italian lineage. So um, yeah, I have mentioned this before, but I am adopted. I'm Italian and German. My mom is Irish and whole sort of Western European stuff. And my dad is Indian, like from India. So yeah. I I connect with nothing <laughs> yeah. through my DNA. Like, But I, what, my dad was raised Christian. So I don't connect with any sort of Hindu practices.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My mom was raised Catholic and I obviously don't connect with that, but I don't really connect with any sort of Irish Celtic you know background like she does like I wasn't we weren't I wasn't raised with that either but then like also my own DNA is Italian and German I wasn't raised you know really with any of that so I don't put a lot of stock in in DNA
1: well and I'm a throwback so like I am over 50 percent German but if you were to see me on the street you'd be like she's Irish I am as much Irish as I am Native American people like I am barely Irish. Irish I'm barely Native American like it's like 132nd like it's minuscule I'm over 50% German but literally Irish people on the street have come up to me and started speaking Gaelic and I'm like dude I don't know what you're saying I'm not even Irish like yeah I I mean it's just because of your red hair because
0: your parents and brother look totally German
1: yeah they all look German like The rest of my family looks German. It's really strange because I've got a couple of redhead cousins. and even, they look German just with weird hair. (laughs) But like, I look very Irish and it's just the luck of the draw as it were. Um, But yeah, so I have, even not being adopted, I have like, DNA is not determining your path. It can definitely help. Like, I don't disagree that you might be intrigued but you still have to research and look up things and learn, same as someone that has not a drop of that blood. It's just a way to look and see if there's another path, which I think you can find without doing a DNA test. Because I'm afraid of DNA tests, but that's that's me. <laughs> yeah, me too. I've never,
0: I've never actually done one. I just I have my DNA Italian and German. <laughs> I don't actually know. <laughs> course, yeah, me. yeah Sorry, i out to send <laughs> off my DNA someplace. <laughs> that's right? I where yeah I'm not a fan of that Hi bow We don't know what Bo is either.
1: no <laughs> Bo is supposed to be a Bichon, but he is teeny he's nine pounds of fury <laughs> uh, I did do a day and I test on my dog though so I you know I'm okay my okay dog's not my
0: own, dog. Dog. <laughs> it's not my own. <laughs> <laughs> See I don't
1: think there's anything bad about the dog but
0: yeah I d- I don't think that that has to determine your practice or your religion. If you don't, you know, feel connected with that, then you can find something else that you do Ah, feel connected with.
1: Speaking of pets, (laughs) uh, my next unpopular opinion, which we've talked about before is your pet is not your familiar. Yep, we have
0: talked about that before in the uh, familiars episode. So if you haven't watched that, I feel like um, it is very rare for your pet to be your familiar, especially if you've had your pet before you started Start a practice. Sort of witchcraft practice or started before you started recognizing them as a familiar. It usually doesn't work
1: that way. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying that saying like that, that, that never fans. happens, but usually, yeah. no. <laughs> uh, I think with the amount of people that think their pet is their familiar, uh, to how many people actually have a pet as a familiar, it's an unpopular opinion that your pet is not your familiar. (laughs) Yeah. Completely agree with that one. I think,
0: um, that we want it to be. (laughs) So that's what we think that, but a familiar is a spirit that you Mm -hmm. contracted with and it works both ways. So first of all, if you did not make any sort of contract, it's not, you know, you're familiar. You didn't agree to anything. Um, then yeah, definitely not. You're familiar, but yeah, it's a spirit that you contract with and it definitely like works both ways. So they are helping you in your practice, but you are also offering them something. Um, so that's, I think that's why people get confused or want to think it's their practice. They're like, well, I'm offering it, you know, like food and shelter. I'm like, no, no, it's still, it's it's usually not. Yeah. Well,
1: and, We've talked, like you said, we talked about this before, and I think a lot of people that practice for a while come to the realization on their own. So I don't know how much of it is an opinion, but um, I just feel based on the number of people that say their pet is their familiar, and this could be skewed based on my sample of talking to witches online, but. <laughs> Uh, it's got to be rarer than the people that claim it is. So (laughs) unpopular opinion is eh, probably not familiar.
0: Yep, yep, completely agree with that one. Uh, Let's see, what else was on my list? Oh, um, one that's that's not popular. (laughs) Dream witches are gonna get mad (laughs) at me for this one, but I do not think that every dream has signs, symbols, or a deeper meaning.
1: <laughs> so uh this ties in really well to one of mine your intuition is not always correct
0: <laughs> oh yeah people are not gonna like either of those yeah
1: dream witches really believe
0: that every single dream that you have Is important and contains some sort of sign or symbol. That's like some are more important than others, but no matter what, every single one has some sort of deeper meaning. And I absolutely do not agree this with this at all. Because if I, I have been plenty of times where I read or watch something before bed, and then I dream the exact plot of what I just watched. And I don't mean that like I put myself into the movie. No, it's like the movie is replaying in my head while I
1: sleep. (laughs) Like
0: there is no deeper meaning in that other than. I watched it right before bed. And then I watched it a second time in my dreams.
1: (laughs) So uh, I definitely, one of my favorite dreams of all time was I watched the Gremlins one and two because why wouldn't I? And then I went to sleep and I had this dream where similar to the scene in Gremlins 2, sorry, spoilers, there's a dance number for the Gremlins. And if you haven't seen it, this movie is like two decades old. So it shouldn't be that big a spoiler. But anyway, (laughs) um, I can't (laughs) claim spoilers on that. It's, it's two decades old, it's fine. But uh, so in my dream, I was part of that. And I had a ball gown that had gremlin, was made of gremlins and I woke up. And the only thing I thought when I woke up is I need a ball gown. And so I do have a ball gown, that's fine. But um, <laughs> naturally, naturally, but it's not made of gremlins. And I really never worn said ball gown because there's not a lot of call for it in small town, Iowa, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, My intuition one is because I have anxiety, not everything that I think is happening is necessarily happening. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) So yeah. So for me, that's where I was going with, I completely agree with the popular opinion that if it feels right to you, it probably is right. Like you don't have to do everything exactly as the book says or exactly as someone else has done it that is not what I'm going for on the intuition is not always correct. But we've talked about um, for different holidays, there's correspondences that people mutually have come together and agreed that these mean, has special meaning for a particular holiday, a season, an element. So yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, I think it if- intuition is something that
0: you have to grow over time too. Yes. Some people are really out of touch with it. And some people have just been, um, like pushing that down for years. So they don't necessarily, you know, connect that well or understand it that well. Um, that was actually last week's episode that I did with Justin was growing your intuition and becoming a more effective with. So you probably have already heard that, but, it's just a skill that you have to get better at over time because society yeah. has encouraged us to sort of push that down. So if you're still in the beginning of your journey, then you your intuition might not be correct all of the time yet.
1: Well, and and like I said, there's lots of reasons why your intuition might not be just on the ball and that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with trusting a particular book or person or something at the beginning when you're growing, well, I shouldn't say that. Usually there's nothing wrong with it, but just because your intuition says something, verify. <laughs> just, there's that. I'm not saying your intuition's wrong necessarily, but I'm also not saying it's right 100% of the time. Yep, Absolutely. <laughs> so, I know that's an unpopular opinion, but I always get concerned when people are like, well, I felt like burning this candle in my bathroom or no in my someone told me they burnt a candle as ceremony in their closet underneath their clothes and I was like so you burned your clothes
0: that's a terrible idea don't you don't Why anyone do I
1: that? was like fearful for them
0: yeah that's and how you set so, your house on fire let's not do that
1: and and they're like well that's where I felt I should perform the ceremony and I'm like but did you think um, it through no <laughs> as someone think? who is old enough to
0: have been able to go to the bars when smoking was still allowed indoors yes.
1: it's a horrible it's
0: fair, like, idea like my clothes always reeked like how does your yeah. closet not stink now of candle smoke
1: no thing. yeah just <laughs> no just yeah anyway uh I'm not saying your intuition's wrong all the time I'm just not saying it's right all the time <laughs> <laughs> yep very true uh the
0: other one on my list. So I have two that kind of go together. So first of all, in my unpopular opinion is that you cannot buy your tools just anywhere. And I say this with caveats because I have said before that you can get things like spices at the grocery store. And we talked about how you can get incense and books at at five below and spirit Halloween. So I'm not, you know, talking about those things, but you have to Be careful where you buy things from and, you know, be prepared for what that means. So if you are buying cheap things on Amazon, you're going to get what you paid for, honestly. So that could have like a lot of negativity attached to it that requires like a lot of cleansing. It could be fake. Um, So I know people want to go the cheap route and not like buy things from the witchcraft stores because the witchcraft stores are more in- expensive, but they have sourced everything yeah. you know, from you know ethical sources and they have cleansed it themselves and they know what they're talking about. They know that they're authentic crystals. So like, yes, there are some things that you can buy at the grocery store, but you have to be careful about where you buy your tools. And I know that's a really unpopular opinion because people are like, just get it anywhere that you can. And I'm like, well, why don't you pause and take a minute and rather than buy, you know, 20 different things that are super inexpensive, but from like crappy places, instead save that money and figure out what you really want and need in your practice and buy that one thing that's more expensive from someplace that's like a trusted source.
1: Um, So I wouldn't say that this is an unpopular opinion just because I have a very similar opinion, but I think the big problem Anymore is that people are more concerned with having stuff than the stuff itself. So, yes. I, and we've said this before you don't need a million crystals. You might want a million crystals stuff, um, but <laughs> you don't need a million crystals. You don't need candles in every color. You don't need a cauldron, a small one, a medium, a large one. Like, Think about the tools that you actually will utilize, but you probably don't need any of them. So it's, it's good to be picky when it comes to your tools. Like you're, it's really good to be picky to come with your tools. And I also have an Amazon story. So like I got some Mason jars. We've talked about Mason jars are so helpful in witchcraft guys, like so nice, but Uh, I had extra so I wanted to use them to can something because I like canning I'm from Iowa judge away but they couldn't handle pressure and they exploded so you got to be careful when it comes to yes they were cheap but and they worked for the original purpose but they didn't work for everything I needed them to so you just have to be really careful guys and There are ones on Amazon that are great. Like, don't get me wrong. If you read all the things and you check it out, you can definitely go that route for some things. But you just got to be really careful. Like Steph said, that just because it's cheap, you're probably, there's a reason. Yep. So just be careful.
0: (laughs) But going along with buying things in general, my unpopular opinion, this is what really annoys me, is that you can buy your own damn tarot cards, especially your first deck. I don't care. <laughs> and like There is like such this myth surrounding buying your first tarot deck that you're not allowed to buy your first tarot deck, that you have to be gifted your first tarot deck. And I think that's crazy because so many people start their practice in secret. So if you are really interested in tarot and you really want to get your hands on a tarot deck and nobody in your life knows that you practice, like who is going to gift it to you? yeah <laughs> it's crazy to me it's crazy to me buy your own stuff like I it doesn't I don't understand where this myth comes from buy your own tarot deck I have bought all of my own tarot decks and I have not had a problem with any of them and I have connected perfectly fine with them and they are not you, the tarot deck is mean to her but my decks are not mean to me I mean they're honest but they work with me I read them fine so I don't know what anyone's talking about with this you can't buy your own decks yes you can
1: well, and I think that's so strange because we've talked multiple times about choosing crystals. Like it's so hard to online tarot decks. It's so hard to online because how do you know if you connect with them until you're, they're physically in your hand? But if someone gives you a deck and you don't connect with it at all and you're like, thanks, then you have to immediately go out and buy a new deck. Like that's, yeah. that's silly. It is
0: silly.
1: I would agree. That's a silly one. <laughs> so... I don't have a good segue for this, but my next one, uh, and you all who have listened to me rant and rave before, were probably not surprised by this. But witchcraft is not a replacement for therapy, guys. It can do amazing things for your life. I love witchcraft, obviously. I love therapy. They are different.
0: <laughs> they are Tara's favorite one to mention. Get yourself a damn
1: therapist. Yes god i don't know why everyone doesn't have a therapist i highly recommend it's great but um i know so many people and to be fair to the world myself the universe i started witchcraft as a form of therapy like there's nothing wrong with seeking answers wherever when you're questioning i think that is a healthy response however witchcraft is not therapy I, oh. <laughs> they are different paths. Um, there is nothing wrong if you, if you have a hole inside you, if you have a need, if you are, you just are curious, witchcraft has so much going for it. So much guys, but it's not a replacement for therapy. They can complement each other. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but come on guys. Therapy's great. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I just. Very true. I know so many people, especially ones that are, I don't want to say trending, but like popular for witch talk or Facebook or Instagram. Or, I mean, there's so many that are like, this helped me achieve peace. This helped fill the hole in my life. This helped. That's great. No arguments. That's what you want out of witchcraft therapy guys if you have a hole in your life if you're not finding fulfillment there's no reason not to also look into therapy it's not a replacement you can do both most people who start
0: shadow work we had the whole episode on um yes shadow work that i did with fauna so go check that out and check out fauna's podcast cat's tea and witchcraft she talks about this too but lots of people who do shadow work have this idea that the the shadow work is going to like fix everything, but then most people who actually do it and get started with the practice of shadow work will tell you that it they had to go to therapy and they had to use therapy along with the tool for shadow work because it unearths a lot of things that you were not even really ready to deal with or knew that were going to come up. So, uh, Starting and undertaking shadow work without the benefit of having a therapist to also connect with is not a good idea.
1: And I would 100% agree with that. I love shadow work. The episode was really, really good. Um, but like, yeah, therapy, guys, it's wonderful. But I am a big proponent of therapy. I love witchcraft to pieces. But come on, guys, if you, if you I have- I we should need, get sponsored by Better Health or something. <laughs> I am not going to lie. I have that app and I love it. It's great. <laughs> but uh, there's just so much- that comes up and witchcraft, in my experience, if you're doing it right, it exposes parts of yourself that you might not like. They're still part of you. So this is another unpopular opinion. Uh, Negative stuff isn't bad. It's all about balance. So shadow work is great because it helps you find balance within yourself. But again, therapy. (laughs) Yep, very true. Good point. (laughs) So I, I actually like sometimes having a negative working or a spell that doesn't work or something because it teaches me, it helps me grow. Um, I know that's a really unpopular opinion. Everyone wants all their spells to work all the time and that's just not how the world works. So that's an unpopular opinion I have. Just sometimes you got to fail. That is very true. I think that a lot of people are so focused on positivity and winning and and witchcraft's just not like that.
0: No, it, it takes work.
1: It takes work, it takes perseverance. And I think that's an unpopular opinion because everyone just wants their spell to work the right way, the first time, all the time. And overall, I think witchcraft is very useful. I think it's great. Obviously, I, I want everyone to have a positive experience, but you need the negative. You kind of need it in order to grow and get better. Oh, definitely.
0: Well, I have
1: one thing left on my list. I have one, two things left in my list. (laughs) All right, go ahead. Um, So this kind of goes along with the therapy thing. Uh, This drives me nuts on social media, which is why I put it on here. Mercury and retrograde didn't mess up your life as much as your own choices. Oh, that's going to be so unpopular. <laughs> I knew it would be.
0: <laughs> oh, people love to blame everything on planetary retrograde.
1: <laughs> I, I'm i guilty of this as well, being like, ah, oh, dang, Mercury in retrograde. Come on, guys. Let's be honest with ourselves. It didn't mess up your life as much as your own choices. Let's just all take a moment, collectively breathe, and admit eh, we don't book <laughs> So true. Yeah.
0: Mercury retrograde may like mess up your computer. So then, you know, mm-hmm. shit at work goes wrong that like, you know, emails didn't go out or you can't get something done because you can't get on your computer because it's all about, you know, communication and technology. So definitely yep. issues there, but like, come on, if an email went out that like, was you bashing your boss, like you
1: are the one that made that terrible choice to write that email in the first place. Can't well, retrograde. okay. It they, the email. Mercury in retrograde caused it to go out to everyone instead of just your friend online. You yeah. still freaking wrote it and hit send. Like the fact that it went to more people or messed up a relationship that you had, like. Take it from yeah, two layers. Don't ever
0: put anything in writing. Don't do it. Yes. Don't put anything Never, oh never, never. Delete
1: never. the evidence. Delete the evidence. Anyway, but it, it bothers me. And I do it, like I said, I always be like, oh, Mercury in retrograde, or I'm such a Libra. That's why that happened. And that's fine, jokingly, but drives me nuts how suddenly it's Mercury in retrograde, and my feed is always like, boom, the world's gone wrong. And I'm like, but really? The fact that you burnt your bread is because you got stoned and forgot to check it. The reason really, <laughs> A lot of things are not just because Mercury. <laughs>
0: very true. that's a good one that's going to not be <laughs> popular at all.
1: <laughs> I I figured that one. I was saving it towards the end cuz I figured it wouldn't be that popular. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um my last one is not going to be popular at all because it involves a term that I absolutely hate. Ooh. And that term is gatekeeping. Oh my god, how much I hate the word gatekeeping. I cannot even freaking tell you. And the study is part of the journey of witchcraft. So it is not gatekeeping to encourage new witches to learn for themselves instead of relying on store-bought spell kits and doing it for them. It's part You have to learn it. You're learning is part of the journey. It's not freaking gatekeeping to when a new witch reaches out and is like, can you do a love spell for me? No, I freaking can't. And that's not gatekeeping. That's not what gatekeeping is. I hate that word so much. Do I think Gatekeeping exists. Yes. And we've already talked about this in other ways without using that annoying word. Mm -hmm. When we talked about other things like about DNA and religion. Yes, that would be gatekeeping when somebody says you cannot be a Norse pagan because you don't have Norse ancestry. That's gatekeeping. That is what that term actually means. But to encourage a witch to do something for herself and study it for herself, instead of just like, here are, which we do on the podcast, we give you all of the associations of the different yes. colors and things, but instead of like yeah. constantly looking to someone else and, you know, messaging an older witch and being like, what are all of the. You know mythology and correspondence associated with Hecate. Dude, read a book. (laughs)
1: Like
0: studying is part of the journey. If I lay it out all out for you, you are missing out on so many benefits of Mm -hmm. studying it for yourself, especially with deity work. That learning it shows those gods and goddesses that you are interested in them and that you're putting in the effort. So if you are just asking other people to do all the work for you, you are missing out on so much. And studying is part of the journey, so it is not gatekeeping to encourage people to try their own spells. Don't always buy like spell kits that you see online. Like it's great to do a ritual that like somebody else put together and they gathered, you know, the Mm -hmm. supplies for you and laid out the steps. So you have all of those things in front of you, but the idea is that you know why you are doing it and what like the purpose is and what goes behind it, which is what I try to do in the Sabbath boxes. There's always a ritual included include include the supplies but there's a reason that it's associated with that you know ritual with that uh sabbat and i explain you know in the little insert why like you know cinnamon is used for this like i explain like what it is so you can get that understanding behind it whereas if you just buy like a spell kit off of Etsy or an oil, and they refuse to tell you what their ingredients are because it's proprietary information. I understand from like a store owner perspective, why they're doing that, but at the same time, you are not learning for yourself. So I encourage people to make their own supplies. And I tell everybody what all the ingredients are and everything that I make, so they can replicate it for themselves. Cause that's sort of my intention is to
1: teach you to do for yourself. And I think that makes more powerful magic. If you don't understand, and this goes back to also be careful where you buy ingredients and things from. If you don't understand the components, the end product is not gonna be as good. I think that's true of baking. I think that's true of witchcraft. I think that's true of life. Like you have to have that foundation, which if you go back to like the first few episodes, we spent so much time on foundation guys, because it's so very important. If you don't have that basic understanding, your spellcraft is just not going to be that good. Yeah. It's the long and short of it. You just don't have the power behind it um, without understanding the components. And once you get to a certain level, you just know those. It's always in the back of your head. You don't have to consciously think about it. But as a beginner, there's so much information. I, I completely understand being overwhelmed. But you have to know some stuff, guys. Like It's just going to make more powerful magic for you. Yeah. You, you have to study, you have to learn it. And I think
0: that studying is like a fun part of the journey. And I understand that not everybody enjoys enjoys reading as much as Tara and I do, but there are other ways to study. And the, the point is that like studying, uh, witchcraft is not like the same thing as what you were forced to study in high school or college. So you're not, you know, if you're reading something and it feels like that. It feels like you're reading Beowulf in old English. In what was I? You think? might be first reading first the wrong literature thing. in high school. I did that. It was horrible. Beowulf is horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know what anyone was thinking, trying to make me read that in old English. It was terrible. But if you are feeling like that about what you're reading, it's not the right subject matter for you. And that's I would yeah. If if it's like about herbalism and green witchcraft, and you're just like, nope, 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 I kill everything I touch. I don't want to do this. Like this is. horrible thing to study, then move on to something else. Like there are so many different paths and areas Mm -hmm. to study. So the study part of it should be fun. And that is why it is an essential part of the craft. And you can't skip it in favor of making other
1: people do all your work for you. So on the flip side of this is my, I think last one, actually, there's not an endpoint in witchcraft. Um, I know we've talked about this before. I don't think this is Hugely prevalent now as it was in the early 2000s, but I knew people that were like, "Well, I know all the what all the tarot cards mean, so I am a master at this. I have nothing else to learn." I'm sorry, that's just not
0: true. Like that became popular because Wicca was more popular and covens were more popular, and then you get to High Priestess and you're done. And and I think that's what people were aiming for at that time.
1: I almost want to like show you my notes because I literally have example High Priestess of a coven. Because yeah, that, I know so many people that studied specifically for that, like it was a test, like it was a degree they were getting. And then they're like, boom, I've achieved it. And I'm like, now what? Like, so, you know, a lot about that particular coven, it doesn't mean you can't learn other traditions. It doesn't mean, you know, all the herbs. It doesn't mean there's just so much to learn. And I think you're right. I think it's a lot less prevalent now, which is awesome guys, because I completely agree with this. I think it too, is people like
0: go into the careers and like get a little older, they understand that studying never stops. Like Tara and I have to check in every single year with continuing legal education.
1: Yes. like We
0: have to take classes and we have to report on the classes that we took (laughs) in order to keep your license. And my dad had to do that too for his medical license. You have to take classes Mm -hmm. every year, a certain number, certain hours of worth of classes because things change. Like medicine changes, the law changes. You have to keep up with that, all of that stuff. So I think as people, you know, Get a little bit older. I think that's also a very young mindset. And because mm. people get older, they realize like you are never a master in anything. Like, even if like Tara and I graduated, we have law degrees. We're not done. We're not done. And oh. we are in totally separate areas of law. So, Tara has yes. like, all of this stuff mastered that I would be a
1: total beginner at. And I'm like, what, what even is this contract? Oh, yeah. I can't master? set up I a trust know. to save my life. There's no trust in my work. Steph yeah. knows trust and wills and all that. Not a for me. Now, if you want a contract written to buy something, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Tara can, can really
0: do Yeah, I um, do commercial real estate, representing the lender. Like, does Tara have any idea how to like talk to a bank and tell them like whether this purchase is you know a good? No, I can tell her that
1: but other than that, I'm done.
0: <laughs> yeah, like not every lawyer knows how to read a survey. Like, it's just it's something that. You have to master with like time and education. And also, when I graduated from law school, I didn't know any of those things either. I learned on the job, like new slash law. That's a big thing,
1: too. Um, Basically, on our backgrounds, there was a lot of knowledge components. And then you take the bar. So, at least for the Iowa bar, back when I took it, there was no Iowa law on the Iowa bar.
0: There was not a
1: single question about Iowa law on the Iowa bar. So, when I graduated, in Illinois, I came to Iowa. I did the bar, which is all federal law, and then I started practicing. It's a completely three different sets of laws, guys. So, I think that really helped. Well, I was practicing witchcraft before then, but yeah, there's learn as you all practice. different.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what? You learn you learn as you practice, and it never stops. It never it ends. ends. You, yeah, things change, and you learn different areas, and your practice changes. We've talked about that before too, that like, we are not the same witches that we were even last year, That like in changes and then you learn like a whole new thing. So
1: yeah. And I think that goes back. (laughs) Yeah. There's no end point. Um, but I think that ties in with the gatekeeping and I think it ties in with the baby witches. And I think it ties in with a lot of that, that and people are different, but I think when witchcraft is trending, which I'm all for, I mentioned that but I think when it's trending, so many people flock to it that it becomes convoluted. They want to know it right now or they want all the ingredients handed to them or we're a society of instant gratification. So they would just want their spells to work. They just want all the knowledge at their fingertips. They just want, and witchcraft just isn't something that works that way.
0: Yeah, totally true. Oh my gosh, we've had like an hour long of (laughs) <laughs> popular opinions and like I feel like we got to do a part two if you guys are interested in a part two and more unpopular opinions then let us know um in the comments uh which or over on Instagram and let us know if you would like us to come back for a part two of this because clearly we have a lot <laughs>
1: It's just super funny because when Steph asked me to do this, uh, she's like, I know you have unpopular opinions. And I was like, so many. Yeah. <laughs> I knew she did. <laughs> <We> <laughs> so have many I,
0: guys. They've come across before, even as we're just like filming, uh, recording other episodes. So yeah. I know, I knew her unpopular opinions.
1: <laughs> I have a lot of unpopular opinions about witchcraft. And part of it is I'm just not really technologically advanced. And part of it is I've been practicing for a long time. And part of it is I just live in the middle of nowhere. So a lot of it's just my own stuff. (laughs) Like I don't (laughs) interact with as many uh, witches face-to-face as I maybe should.
0: But yeah, so if you would like to hear more on this, absolutely let us Mm know (laughs) and we can uh, make that happen. But if you have any uh, agreements or disagreements with anything we said, we'd love to chat with you. And if you have any other ones that you would like to add, you can chat with us on Instagram or over on the Discord server, we will be around. (laughs) Yeah. And that is all I have for you this week. And I will see you next week. And Tara will see you soon.
1: (laughs) Who knows when? Mystery. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Need
0: even more witchcraft? Subscribe to Patreon for exclusive bonus content three times a week. And order Sabbath boxes and other supplies at WitchWednesdays.com. Be sure to follow on Instagram at which Wednesday's podcast.